Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All the comments. Bitch, I run this shit. <laughs> I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this disnudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors rossy, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie Dottie. She like to party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She said, Fody Water, who you about to be? I said, Follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the tailgate. Uh, Another weird weekend of college football, but we're back with Kiernan. Kiernan, how you doing, pal? Fucking just dandy. <laughs> Crawling along as everyone else is. Waiting to the holidays. True. Although, you did tell me before the show, you're in a better mood because you don't have to worry about Penn State anymore. Yes. So, I mean, I, I kind of stopped worrying about them after the, uh, after the Ohio State yeah, the Ohio State loss, but now I can I can like safely sit back and just go, great, you know we're done for the season. I mean, if we win the last two games, great. If not, I mean we should beat uh, Rutgers this weekend, but yeah, it's no big deal if we don't. Like it's it's so disappointing at the same time because like the beginning of the year I was like hyping them up and hyping them up, but I can I can relax now. I don't need to worry about them making anything or you know trying too hard and just hope that you know 2022 is a better year fingers crossed that is true i mean james franklin had better hope he beats rutgers or else he will definitely be out of a job and y'all interim for the bowl game oh yeah 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 i i don't see us winning i mean we are bowl eligible because we have six wins but like i don't see us winning a bowl game Unless you guys get a really bad bowl game. Yeah, that's true. Like if you guys play Akron. Yeah, exactly. In the uh, Bishop Sycamore honorary bowl game. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we need a Bishop Sycamore bowl now. Yeah, we do. We do. We we really do. Hang on. I'm going to write that down real quick for when I make my millions. Yeah, you're going to uh, 
invest or uh, sponsor the Bishop Sycamore Bowl game? I think I'm going to pick one of the really dumb bowl games, like the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl or something, and rename it the Bishop Sycamore Bowl. Perfect. Take a an idled person and just ruin and tarnish their name. He's Great not job. idled. I mean, he was a big thing for like, oh, well, still is a big thing. Yeah, he's, he's a just big get, deal, but he, his, he's his annoying. Name there would be two re- Jimmy Kimmel. There would be two reactions to me taking away the bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl name. One, Zero. people would be like, oh, it's kind of weird, but okay. Kind of funny, but. And the other people would go, oh, thank God. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that's kind of true. Those would be the two reactions. And, and I. He would, don't... And, and he would just laugh like he always does. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but. Even though bowl games don't matter, uh, if you want to hear my rant about that, listen to last week's episode where we talk about cultural playoff is ruining bowl games. But speaking of ruining things, is Steve Sarkeesian ruining the Texas Longhorns program? I don't know because I would say that he's – I don't want to say trying his best, but – he, he doesn't seem to be, you know, getting anything out of a, a, what I would qualify as a good team. He doesn't seem to be, like, making anything happen. I mean, he keeps losing games. He was hot for the first four. I think they, they were on a four-game win streak or whatever. But it's just, like, that's it. That's the best of their ability. Yeah, and I mean, and that was also hyperbole, Texas – is a terrible program at this point in their history. They suck. Yeah. Uh, but they did lose to a one and eight Kansas. Right. Which is really bad. Like the thing, the thing I'm like giving him credit for is the fact that he's a first year head coach or whatever at Texas. So I'm just like kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he is a first year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, this like is I, his first year at Texas. He's been yes, a coach. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I mean. His first year at Texas. Yes, that's. Like, so, like, I'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt that, like, I hope he can beat up on weaker teams. But then when he gets to in conference in Kansas, it's like, how do you lose to Kansas? Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, I agree with you. I do give him the benefit of the doubt because they did lose their program, like Stalwart and uh, Sam Ellinger, to the draft. So you got to find a new quarterback. The team was a mess otherwise. So it's not necessarily his fault, but I think people are forgetting that he's not that great of a head coach. Great coordinator at Alabama. Did incredible things, made Mac Jones, helped make Mac Jones a first round pick. But going through his career, five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, eight and four. And then in conference, it was this was a Pac 12, by the way. In conference, four and five, and then five and four the rest of the way. At USC, still the back 12, nine and four, six and three, 2015, three and two, and then one and two in conference. And then he was fired uh, kind of maliciously because the university said, hey, we know you have a drinking problem. Go get help. We're not going to fire you. And then they fired him anyway. So say what you want about that firing. But he's not a great head coach. So do you think he should just resign himself to be a – coordinator wherever he goes no he should keep coaching at texas until either he starts winning or they fire him 
wait until do what um Mora did. Who's at UConn now? Mora would get fired. He'd wait until the contract was up because they have to keep paying it. Then he would get a new job. Then when he was fired again, he waited until that contract was stopped, stopped paying him, and then he got a new job. So I think that's his options. Either stay there till you win or just try to win or just wait until they fire you and get that sweet buyout and then go back to Alabama and save us from Bill O'Brien. I had no idea Bill O'Brien, like up until you said it a few weeks ago, I had no idea Bill O'Brien was the coordinator at Alabama. Our, we have a weird coaching staff. We have Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator, Doug Marone as defensive line coach. And our offense sucks and our defense is not good. So then if that's if if you have said both of those things and it's on the record and being recorded, um, why is Bryce Young still number one in the Heisman then? Because Bryce Young is so good. That even that he, Bill O'Brien's shitty play calling doesn't so so much. he so so Bryce Young the million dollar man is uh his his skill is so great that he compensates for all of the trash that yes. O'Brien comes up with okay yes <laughs> fair enough I mean I can't argue with it I I get it I mean it makes sense I mean Trevor Lawrence is the same thing at Clemson it looks like <laughs> that's true. Although other quarterbacks have, but like good quarterbacks kind of transcend how shitty their system is. Or they mask it, brother. Yes, that's a better way to put it. They mask it, but Bryce Young is doing very well, but he's not really masking it because the play calling is terrible. Their running game, their run game is terrible. It sucks. I hate it so much. But speaking of terrible things, Kansas just probably pulled, even though Texas isn't that good, they were one and eight going in. Kansas might have pulled the upset of the year in terms of talent gap. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Kansas sure. has like yeah. one four star, I think. And all of Texas's starters are four star, four and five stars. So in terms of the talent gap, that might be the upset of the year. Is Kansas going to be good next year? No. Are they building something there? No. It was a fluke. I was really hoping you're going to have a different opinion than that because I also have that opinion. There, no. I saw something that's like, is Kansas building something? No, they're not. They have the worst recruiting class in the Big 12, according to 247 for 2022. They have right. like the 92nd recruiting class total. 95th, I think. 95th? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's they're not building something. They got a good win. Good for them. I'm happy for them. But, no, they're not building something. Right, it's like a fun upset. It's so that win is just the primer for hopefully a good Kansas Kansas uh, basketball team this year. That's all it is. It's just prime. It's a primer. That's all. That's true. Who is Kansas playing this week in football? By the way, football. I have no idea. They're playing TCU. Well, if they well they they're, they're going only... to get blown out by TCU. Yeah. And TCU is two and five, so it's not even like they're. Oh, excuse me, four and six. Um, yeah, TCU isn't good either, but they're better than Kansas, and apparently Texas yeah. isn't better than Kansas. So TCU is better than Texas, is what we learned. Yes, from this brief conversation. Yeah, and also, I mean, but neither of those teams have a special teams coach with a stripper girlfriend who's monkey bit a kid. So really, who's the winner here? 
I think it's still Texas. <laughs> we can always go back to that. The, the Did you bite. see, by the way, I'm going to bring this up all the time now. Like, next year we'll be talking about it, and I'll still bring up Monkey Gate. Did you see Reese Davis's comments on that, on or comments on Texas during game day a couple weeks ago? No, I didn't. Right after that happened, like the game day after, he's like, oh, Texas has lost two of their last three. Talk about a real pole assassin with that one. It made a bunch of puns that would keep Austin weird at the end. Oh, fantastic. Reese Davis is a national treasure, and I love the fact that we both went to the same university. Uh, we're just going to keep talking about really shitty teams. If you can't tell the kind of the main story arc of this episode, Bo Nix is out for the year. Uh, it was only a matter of time. He was benched a lot throughout the year, had a couple of good games here or there. Uh, Auburn fans were predicting to be a dark horse Heisman candidate at the beginning of the year. It took about four weeks to figure out that's not true. And the only reason it took that long is because the first three weeks they were playing shit teams. But, Kiernan, what are your thoughts on Bo next being out? Uh, it, it, it's less about uh, Bo Nix being out and more about who they replaced him with. Because they replaced him with TJ Finley, whom I looked up because I had not heard his name before. And I found out that he is six foot seven. 200 and I think 57 pounds. That man is a bowling ball on stilts. All right. He is fucking enormous. And I'm like, this, this guy can just see over his entire offensive line and then see over the stadium as well. He's that tall. Jesus, just put run pass option and just run him just at a linebacker. It's just, I mean, take him out of the leg, sure, but that guy's going to get hurt. That's true. Also, early in the season, whenever I kept seeing his name, because I didn't watch him play, really, because he was right. back, they didn't really show him on TV. I was like, oh, is that uh, Ryan Finley, like one of his relatives? Ryan Finley's like a backup quarterback for the Bengals currently, I think. And he's the skinniest, whitest dude you've ever seen. And I looked up TJ Finley, I'm like, oh, no, not <laughs> not, not at all. Don't look merely, anything alike. Merely the same last name. This dude is enormous. He's so fucking big. Like, he's he's big for football. Like, that sort of big. Small for the NBA, but big for football. I mean, not even small for the NBA. That's like about average size. I was, I, was, I, was, I was kidding. I was kidding. The average height in the NBA is six foot eight. Okay, so about average. Yeah. But, yeah, this gives me bad feelings to the Iron Bowl, though. <laughs> like, Auburn wins the Iron Bowl in weird ways. They can't win just straight up against Alabama. It's always, like, luck involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a backup quarterback who's built like a Greek god is concerning to me. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to – trees. Go some trees might be poisoned. <laughs> Trees were harmed in the making of this game. <laughs> He's going to go off and throw the like for seven TDs, like some astronomically large number, and you know, you know, thousand yards or whatever, and it just be like you know, completely upsets Alabama, and it's just going to be what? What just happened? <clears throat> All right, I have a question for you. 
it, we can talk about this. We're going to talk about the cultural playoff rankings a bit more later. But let's say, knock on what I don't want it to happen. Let's say Alabama loses the Iron Bowl, still wins the SEC West, and somehow dominates Georgia in the SEC championship game. Okay. What, who do you put in out of Georgia and Alabama? Georgia. Do, would you still put in Alabama? Yeah, I'd probably put them at like three or something, but because here's the thing, right? Even if they even if they demolish Georgia, right? I'm gonna cough that up or chalk that up as like a I don't want to say a fluke because that sounds like I'm not giving Alabama credit or whatever, but it would be. I mean, Georgia's defense is astronomically good. And I keep using that term, I feel like, a lot to this podcast already. But, you know, Georgia's defense is the best in the country for a reason. So I I would say that even if they lose, even if Georgia loses to Alabama in the uh, SEC, I would still put, like, i put the, the loser at three. i put the winner at one. There you go. Problem solved. Com- you know, bowl game between those two. I, I was confused when you said you would put Alabama at three if they dominated Georgia. Sorry, I I, I, I was meant, very confused. You, I meant the other way around. Yeah, you elaborate on it and fix it, but I was yeah. just like, so what? So I would love that actually if they went. All right, Georgia, you're two. Alabama, you're three. You guys will play it again in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, okay. I mean, like at this point, just put them, put them, you know. Put them in a position where they're playing each other in the national championship game and just leave it at that and stop bugging us with shit. <laughs> uh, fair. That's very fair. Uh, moving on from Auburn, Clay Helton, a guy we've talked about a good bit on here, was fired early in the year by USC. He is expected to go to Georgia Southern to be their next head coach, which is such a fall from grace. Like, nothing against Georgia Southern or Statesboro, Georgia. Like, I, I've never been there. It might be a nice town. You cannot say that's like a lateral movement or even a slight decline to go from a historic program like USC to Georgia Southern. It's pretty bad. So that's it. But more coaching news. Uh Mel Tucker, 10-year, $95 million extension is close to being done to keep him at Michigan State. This is a guy who's kind of been rumored in a lot of the coaching vacancies. Uh, I think LSU, uh, he wanted to go, or people wanted him to go to LSU. Uh, there's a bunch of openings this year. TCU, probably not Florida, might have an opening. Uh, Kenan, what do you think? you got to play this guy. What, what do you think about the extension? It's a big fucking extension. That's, that's some serious confidence in the coach and coaching staff, you know, 10, 10 plus years, you know, I, you know, five years would be like, I don't want to say average, but like, you know, a reasonable amount of time. Cause you're like, well, you're having such a good year this year. You know, if you can keep it up, keep with the recruiting, win some silverware, then boom, there you go. But you said 10 years, 95 million, right? Yes. That's a fucking lot of money. That is a lot of money. It, it is described as a historic 10-year, $95 million contract extension. Uh, so my thing with it is something 
What? Sorry, I was just going to say, like, reiterate, you have to have a ton of confidence to say 10 years, $95 million. Like, I don't know what's going on in Michigan State, but that is big balls, big cojones. So I'm a little surprised because this is his third year coaching. His first good year, uh, five and seven at Colorado in 2019, two and five last year. It's COVID year, so people don't want to count that. And now nine and one and six and one in conference. But going back to what I said earlier in the year about Michigan State, they, they're not a good enough program. Historically, I'm not talking about their team now, to go out and get a top coach. They need to find a guy who isn't the flashiest. A lot of people probably don't want him, that they will then give him time to figure out a coach. And it looks like they might be doing that. Right. Now, the concern is with the time, how much of that is Mel Tucker and how much of it is Kenneth Walker? How much of it is that team just caught lightning in a bottle and are playing well this year and might go back, revert back to the Mel Tucker we've seen his previous two years coaching? But I, I think it's worth the risk for Michigan State. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's I don't know what I don't know whether it's because here's the thing though. If he goes back to his old Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. You know, records, quote unquote, like, you know, minus 500 or whatever. You're, I don't want to say you're stuck with him, but even if you fire him or have to honor his contract or whatever, that's a big bill to pay. So, like, if, if yeah, you're firing on all cylinders right now and you're doing super well, and I forget what, I don't know what they're ranked. I haven't looked them up specifically, but they're high up there. Uh, they're seventh. Seventh, okay. You know, that's a, that's a serious consideration that you have to – that you have to have the confidence that you're going to be that good in 10 years time. I mean, that that's no small, that's no small ask from anybody. And I, I think it might just be the the current team and Kenneth, Wa- Kenneth Walker, you know, in a possible Heisman race that, that that's what's propelling you forward. That, that's true, but I mean, also, we're still talking a lot about the money and the time, but it's not like Michigan State is a very good program. Their right. best coach was Mark D'Antonio in their program's history. He was there for 12 years, uh, won the Big Ten a few times, won bowl games. And so Mel Chucker replaced him, but going back, I mean, John Smith 
career 458 winning percentage. Bobby Williams, 457. Nick Saban went 585. It had a difference. Comparatively, yes, to the two guys I just mentioned, but going before him, 504 by George Pearls. But then 303, Muddy Waters. It, they don't have very good coaches in their history, so they do kind of need to take a risk on a guy they think might be that next or that second great coach of theirs rather than seeing him go to an LSU and become their next great coach. It's fair. So, also, could this blow up in their face next year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of next year, do you you think Dan Mullen will have a job next year? Oh, I I want to say yes, and I think he's going to stay. But at the same time, like, all I'm hearing is Florida fans calling for his head. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, go on. I don't think he will. Because generally, if they fire the coordinators, that means the coach is going, oh shit, we need to start winning games. They've already fired their defensive coordinator and their offensive line coach earlier in the year. Their offensive line coach, who has worked with Dan Mullen since 2001. So it's not like these are just guys Mullen didn't really know and brought in went, oh shit, I made a mistake. And just giving up, what was it, like 60 points to Samford this weekend? Yeah, that was bad. Like, it, I thought they were going to fire him at halftime. <laughs> I thought we were going to see a Vontae Davis situation where he was just going to go into the locker room at halftime and then some other dude was going to come walk out and do his job. Yeah, right. Jesus. So, I, and it was 52 to Samford, you know, a four and six group of five school like you can't give up 52 points at home to a group of five school no so i yeah i think mullen's gone after this year he has yeah to. yeah there's the after that loss this weekend i i don't well they won still sorry uh i meant well it's a loss hey. in in the sense that yeah you, they let him 52 give points up 52 to yeah, Stanford. that's a, a loss, loss. That's a I loss. don't care if you put up two hundred. That's a loss. It, it's it's like it's like Alabama winning by six. It's a loss. It might not say a loss on the on the column, but it's a loss. <laughs> that's I'm that's glad the, you're starting to get it. That's the equivalent. Oh. I'm gl- so glad you're starting to see my way of thinking with this. And for us, and for Penn State, anything above three points is just a fucking miracle at this point. <laughs> oh, we won by three points? Jesus, we really blew them out. You know, beat, beat uh, Auburn by 28. Blow out. Cha-ching. <laughs> Take that, Alabama. We'll see you in conference. We'll see you in the championship. <laughs> oh, if, if, um, if, if uh, Auburn beats Alabama this weekend, can, can I claim that Penn State's better? <laughs> no. Fuck. It's also next weekend. Oh, uh, whatever. One of these no, weekends. You Fuck. All right. you, Fair enough. You cannot. Do you want to get into which program is better? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Because I have the Trump card, courtesy of Mr. Sandusky himself. Oh, 
Really? That's what you're going to play? Uh, no, I have other reasons. Fine. We'll, uh, we'll fight about that later. Speaking of uh, doing completely terrible things, we're going to talk about LSU now. Uh, Jimbo Fisher has once again denied any interest in the LSU job, saying that with the recruiting class they'd ha- they have, he would have to be the dumbest man alive to take the LSU to leave A and M for LSU, and he doesn't want someone that dumb to coach. He's got a point. I have to agree with him. I know we've been very. If you make a hard statement about it, you're probably like, I believe Jimbo on this one. Yeah, I I have to too because even I said it a few weeks ago when when it was first mentioned or when the first time we brought it up, and it's like oh yeah it's always deny 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 and then it immediately jumps ship, but after that comment I'm like mm, no he's he's deadly serious. Yeah, the dumbest man alive card makes me believe him. Yeah, I don't know why he and, could just and- be the dumbest man alive. Yes, because if if he actually does go and jump ship, he is the dumbest man alive. So there you go. That's I mean, true. it's a win-win for all of us. Fair. Also, Lincoln Riley was asked about the job. He said, no, you guys know what this program means to me, what this team means to me, blah, 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 blah. So Lincoln Riley might be the next head coach. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, probably not, because if he's going to deny NFL jobs to stay at Oklahoma, he's probably not going to leave Oklahoma for anything. Yeah, it'd be kind of stupid. Unless he thinks he won't work out in the NFL, which is possible. College coaches do that all the time, and then they end up sucking. Speaking of Oklahoma sucking, <laughs> I have said speaking of like 10 times this episode, and I hate it. Yeah, it's like my astronomical. Think of a new prefix. It. A new prefix to start all your your sentences. Usually I say however a lot, especially when I'm writing. I feel like when I'm writing, I say like, however, this. However, look at that. However, this. Thus it continues. Uh, I'm going to drop that in an article or in a blog <laughs> a couple weeks. Except right, thus it continues. Yeah, fantastic. I don't even think that's grammatical English. Ah, that kind of is. I don't know. We'll find out. If I get yelled at for using it, not that anyone at the company yells at me for whatever language I use in blog posts, uh, but my dad will probably read it, and then he'll probably yell at me for being grammatically incorrect. Just just Grammarly, that shit. Oh, I hate Grammarly. <laughs> Look, no, my I have a weird opinion of Grammarly that if I'm not going to... A lot of people okay. probably use it. I, I can't say that. Thus it continues. Oklahoma lost. Uh, they lost to Baylor. Big upset. Everyone was waiting for this loss. And I was so happy watching it. Adding adding insult to injury, uh they didn't they take Caleb Williams out to put uh Rattler in? So they yep. were. That's why he. That's why they lost. Well, they're already losing at least, and but the offense just didn't get anything done either way. But this is. Co- it, I would be very insulted if I was Caleb Williams. I know they want to lose, or I know they want to win. Rather, excuse me, they don't want to lose. They're not tanking for draft picks here. But if pulling me for Spencer Rattler would be like if you got into a 
fight with your girlfriend and they went back to their ex who cheated on them a bunch. It was just an all around shitty person. Like that's how I would feel about it. Like, Oh, this one minor issue after a lot of good things. And you're just going to go back to him. Like what, what the fuck are you doing? Lincoln. (laughs) Lincoln is the ex. (laughs) Oh, Spencer Rattler is the ex in this situation. Oh yeah. Lincoln's the girlfriend. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And so that I would be pissed if I were Caleb Williams. Well, it could also just go to show that goes goes to show that like uh, Caleb Williams should be the starter. Because I mean, I get that they were losing and everything, but you know, Caleb Williams could have had a comeback sort of situation. You know, that would have solidified his spot, but they didn't give him the opportunity. That's true. So I mean, crazier things have happened. So Lincoln uh, back to his ex and got cheated on again. Yeah. Tough, tough shit, Lincoln. Caleb should go, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to find Trans- someone who appreciates me. Transfer to the SEC before <laughs> before the whole school does. If I were Caleb Williams, I would transfer to the SEC, redshirt a year, so I could then play Oklahoma in the SEC in my senior year. <laughs> uh, yo, that would be that would be insane. That would be a very, very toxic thing to do, and I am here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb Williams, if you will ever listen to this or if someone you know listens to this, please transfer to the SEC. I don't care where you go. Just beat Oklahoma when they get there. Just beat to- – oh, transfer to, like, Vanderbilt and then beat oh, Oklahoma yeah. Andy. Oh, that would fucking rub it in. Jesus. That would be incredible. I would love every minute of that. Um, but moving on, Deion Sanders, we don't really talk about FCS. So I want to shine some light on that. Deion Sanders returns to coaching after he had surgery on his foot in Jackson state promptly won the Southwest athletic conference East division. So happy for you, prime. Go prime. He's also rumored to be interviewed for the TCU job. Fun fact. Really? Yeah, they're trying to get they're trying to set up interviews. TCU is trying to interview him, Jay Norvell from Nevada, Clemson's offense coordinator Tony Elliott. Why the fuck you would want him to be your head coach after seeing this season is hysterical to me. And uh, Kellen Moore, uh, offense coordinator for the Cowboys, some representatives of his have reached out to TCU to kind of test the water, see what they think. But Sonny Dykes of SMU is still the front runner for the job. I think I think Prime should stay where he is. You know, he's he's having fun down there. You know, winning. Not the biggest yeah. silverware ever, but like he's having fun. Like his guy, his his team looks like they're having fun. So I just keep him down there, have him party, and just leave him be. He also still works for Barstool, so I think FCS is like the perfect place where he can coach, but also do some of the Barstool stuff still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I I think going to a Power Five program would limit that and i don't if he wants to go power five i think he could be successful at it but if he wants to keep doing the barstool stuff he has to stay fcs yeah but back to uh power five stuff we just did talk about smu and sunny dykes smu is not ranked which is bullshit in the cultural playoff rankings but let's go through the cultural playoff rankings real quick 
And I say real quick, this generally takes up about half of our show every week. So, <laughs> uh, at 25, you have Mississippi State, 24, Houston, 23, Utah, 22, UTSA, and 21, Arkansas. <clears throat> meet, meet, University, motherfucker. <laughs> meet, meet, University. That is correct. Uh me beep is too low, I think. They're 10 and 0. Like, yeah. why is why is their 10 and 0 not good enough to be like, you know, number like 17, but Cincinnati's 10 and 0 is good enough to be fifth? Like, yeah, congrats. You guys beat an overranked Notre Dame team who has not looked good all year. And they're ranked fucking eighth. Yeah. So is- again, I think they're ranked eighth, eighth to keep the Cincinnati argument alive to get more attention put on this every week. I guess. I think it's stupid, but I guess. Oh, it's so stupid. Oklahoma. Uh, Sorry, go on. Okay, I mean, we can talk about Oklahoma in a little bit. We'll do that in a second. We'll do that in a second. All right. Uh, Number 20, NC State. Number 19, San Diego State. Number 18, Pitt. Number 17, Iowa. And number 16, Texas A&M. It's very weird seeing a 7-3 A&M up this high at 16. I don't like it. Well, they did fall five spots, so. Yes, but they're, it, I don't know. I feel like they're better teams below them. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Pittsburgh is probably one of those teams. I think it'd be a good game, and it might depend on where they're playing. But yeah, I think Pitt is a better I, team. I think Pitt at home versus Texas A&M Pitt wins. Oh, 100%. That's what I'm saying. They're like, at home, Pitt would win, no doubt. Yeah. At Kyle Field, it would be a very close game. Pitt might win, but a and is a better chance at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be like one of those like freak, freak uh, plays that that happens that would give it a Pittsburgh win. True. Or a And M could just hit a last fucking second field goal because you can't <laughs> down the field with a fucking backup quarterback. If you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin is still angry and will be for the next 40 years. <laughs> what happens when Saban retires and Alabama stops being good? Uh, the lane train comes back to town. Oh, I see, I see. Is what happens. Fair enough. As long as it isn't Dabo, though, I'm happy. Look, as long as not Dabo and a coach doesn't isn't here for two weeks and then pays for strippers. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Could be worse. We'll, we'll take it as a W. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think Alabama, Nick Saban retiring won't necessarily kill the program like other coaches it has. Like Bear Bryant was such a, it was so beloved in the state of Alabama, so it was kind of hard to find a replacement for him. Nick Saban's really not as beloved in Alabama, like statewide. So I think that's part of it. And uh, Gene Stallings and a couple coaches before him and after him committed a bunch of NCAA violations. So that makes sense why the program kind of sucked after him. And then the aforementioned Mike Price hiring strippers with the company credit, with the university credit card. Uh, but moving, moving comments. quickly along. Yeah, I don't want to get sued by Mike Price. I don't know if I keep talking about this still. Uh, anyway, 15, Wisconsin, 14, 
uh, Steve Young University, 13 Oklahoma, 12 Ole Miss, and 11 Baylor. Oklahoma's lovely fall from grace. I think Oklahoma, not a lot lower. I think they should be lower. Like where Wisco is? Yeah, like a little bit. Nothing crazy. I just kind of felt like the only reason they were that high is because the committee was going, it's Oklahoma, they're undefeated. We can't have them much lower than this. And I thought they were just going to drop Oklahoma like a rock after. So, I mean, they, they did drop five spots, but I could have seen seven. Which is kind of splitting hairs at this point, but... But no, good for Baylor. Uh, I would like to see them move, continue winning and move into the top 10 at some point. I think they can, but with two losses, they're not going to get anywhere near the college football playoff. No. So, also, it's great to see future University of Alabama coach Lane Kiffin do so well. <laughs> uh, number 10, Wake Forest. I'm so mad. I, I picked them here to lose to NC State. I picked them on the corner booth live stream to lose to NC State. And then they won by three. I was so mad. I was like, come on, and come on, NC State. You can't get one more stop. So NC State is dead to me. Uh, number nine, Oklahoma State. Number eight, Notre Dame. Number seven, Michigan State. Number six, Michigan. And number five, Cincinnati. We're not going to give Cincinnati a one-off again. We gave them that last week. Uh, other than Notre Dame being so low and Michigan State still being below Michigan, I I don't really have many issues with this. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kieran? So someone, I forget who said it, uh, but I saw somewhere that if you look at Michigan's wins, they're more convincing uh, if you disregard the... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com the head-to-head matchup, right? That Michigan's wins are quote-unquote more convincing than Michigan State's. I go, maybe so, but they still lost to the person that's behind them, Michigan State. So, you know, that I would argue that the tiebreaker is the, the win, you know, who wins. And I completely disagree that Michigan State is lower than Michigan. Yes, um, he, that is, who said that is current athletic director at the University of Iowa, who was, was on the cultural playoff committee, 
said, uh, it's Gary Barta, said set aside watching the games. That's certainly a part of it. But statistically, in just about every category, Michigan State, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan State. That's a wild statement. Set aside watching the games, but like, what? How is there a but? Why are we playing a season if you're just going to go advanced analytics? Yeah, I. You're not. You're not fucking Theo Epstein or Billy Bean trying to get the most value for your dollar out of your first basement. You're picking <laughs> the best teams in the country, and if one of the teams beat a team higher than them, they should be higher. Right. It's as simple as that. It's it's not like you don't need advanced analytics to figure that out. It's whoever, if they have the same record, who beat who. That's the end of it. Statistics and analytics should be like the third thing you look at. It should be record. When comparing two teams for the college football, it should be record, head-to-head record, then go... Well, whose offense is better? Whose defense is better? Who converts more efficiently on third down? Stuff like that. Right. The cultural play committee is stupid, and I hate them. But also, I love them because they give Alabama the benefit of the doubt every year. For now. So I hate them, but also they are daddy CFP, and I would die for them. (laughs) There's always a caveat. Yeah. Just, Just want them to notice me. (laughs) Uh, moving into the final four for now uh, Ohio State at four Oregon at three Alabama at two and Georgia at one see this is a perfect example head-to-head matchup Oregon beat Ohio State therefore they are ahead Oh, head-to-head matchup only counts, Kiernan, when the cultural playoff committee wants it. When Daddy CFP wants <laughs> head-to-head matchups to count, then they'll count, damn it. So they don't count in the top four, but they do count outside the top four. Go yes, ahead. watching the games is part of it, but statistics also play a factor. <laughs> like, the reason why Michigan State didn't get the benefit of the doubt is they don't have the projected first overall pick like Oregon does. So Oregon's better and Michigan's better than Michigan State. That's just how these things work here. Well, hold on. If, if that's how these things work, then uh, Oklahoma should be above Baylor. They're 9-1 and one over Baylor 8-2. and two. So ergo, the better record. But, but they don't have the projected first overall pick. They have a projected, like, day three pick at quarterback. And you forget the first thing I said. Record and head head record count when daddy CFP says so, (laughs) damn it. Uh, Oh, God. There's so many caveats that I'm going to make, and I just, I just, I can't, I can't be arsed. (laughs) uh, Number two, Alabama. Number one, Georgia. I mean, I, I don't have really any issues with this. All four of those teams would beat the shit out of everyone below them. Yeah. Except Alabama and Texas A&M. Or someone fucking comments that when we put this episode out. Uh, but really, that was a fluke game. But I don't see a world where Cincinnati beats any of these teams. Uh, outside of Georgia and Alabama, I would like to see one of these other teams lose again. Because I think it'd be really funny to see Michigan jump Cincinnati or see Cincinnati get in and they get blown out. 
if if Michigan or Michigan State jumps Cincinnati after a loss from like let's say Oregon, just for example, we should burn down the see the uh, the meeting hall or place or building or whatever that they meet because <laughs> they would have a riot on their hands if they did that. Uh, where are the so yeah, we're going to go to 545 East John Carpenter Freeway, Suite 1025 in Irving, Texas. That's where their offices are, apparently. All right. Well, on you know, onward we march. Oh, you can con. I might send them an email and ask what the fuck they're doing. Please, oh, please list it like in the subject title or something. Say, Daddy CFP, could you please like... <laughs> I don't know how the company would feel if I used my official belly up email for that, but I think use I your personal. Use your personal. No, nah, I might use the official one. Oh, deadly. Be funnier. I think it'd be funnier. Uh, but yeah, there's your cultural playoff rankings. I predicted. I tried to predict what they would be last weekend. I wrote something about it. So check it out. I was actually pretty close. I had Oklahoma a little lower. And I had, uh, I think I had Houston and UTSA a little higher. But other than that, I was pretty spot on. So I'm proud of myself for that. Good job, Kevin. So proud of you. I just turned off my brain and tried to make picks for that. I mean, that's that's how you should do it. You got to get in the committee mindset. Yeah. No thoughts, only Alabama. (laughs) No thoughts, just Alabama and other vibes. Uh, Oh, that's it. We overlooked this. The Michigan vibes are better. Ah, but of course. It's like that TikTok. What the fuck is that fucking thing? What the fuck? Hello? What? Scary. Yo, I'm going to check his vibe. What are you? Yeah, what are you? Bad vibes. <laughs> That's Michigan State. They give off bad vibes. <laughs> Michigan State equals bad vibes. Yeah, so. Oh, God. But Michigan State has a big game this weekend where they can prove that they have good vibes. Uh, Michigan State at Ohio State. Michigan State is nine and one, seven two and one against the spread. Ohio State is nine and one, five four and one. It's at Ohio Stadium. Kickoff is at noon. Ohio State's minus nineteen, over under sixty eight point five. Kieran, what are you thinking? <sighs> Michigan State, you have been so good all year. Please, I'm begging you at this point. Finish strong, beat Ohio at home, and let's like just put this to bed. And we'll we'll bring you right above Michigan State. It'll be all okay. <laughs> Michigan so, State. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just saying, are you picking Michigan State to win? That? I'm Michigan. 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 Picking Michigan. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'll give you a score prediction. Um, it's definitely going to be the under. There's no way they're scoring 68.5 points. And uh, I'll say it's going to be more like along the lines of like uh, 32-28 Michigan State. It's going to be close. Okay. I also have being close, but I have it going the other way. I have uh, Mich- or Ohio State 33-28. Kevin, I pray you're wrong. I just do. I understand. I understand the bet. I just pray you're wrong. Listen listen to it. Every week, go back whenever Ohio State's playing. I've picked against Ohio State. 
Except against Oregon, I think. Which is hilarious. So. Oh, so actually that helps. I, I'm not going into reverse jinx. I actually think Ohio State will win. But, you know, if they don't, eh, eh, not a big deal. Who knows? Uh, next up, Arkansas at Alabama. Arkansas 7-3, 5-4-1 against the spread. Alabama 9-1, 6-4 against the spread. This at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Kickoff is at 3.30. Bama is a minus 20 and a half, and over-under is 58. Uh, I mean, there's really not much to pick here. Alabama with the over, I don't know, 48-17? I have Alabama 45, Arkansas 21. Somewhat close again, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, Alabama still covers over hits. That's all I care about. Yeah, uh, next up, UVA at Pitt, Virginia six and four, six and four against the spread. Pitt is eight and two and eight and two against the spread. Kickoffs at three nice thirty. Consistent there, true. Kickoffs at three thirty at Heinz Field. Pitt is minus 14 and a half with an over under of 66. At home, give me Pitt. Definitely. Uh, mm, I, I'd say Pitt will probably cover, although I don't know. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be 66 points. I don't think it's going to go over 66 points. I think it's going to be more like, you know, uh, 30, 30, 21. Oh, I, uh, like I said, I didn't even know if they, they'll cover the spread. So give me 34, uh, 34, 19, 34, 18. There you go. Sorry. Mulling around. So you're having them covering. Yeah. But I don't know if they will. So I'm like saying, that's why I'm putting it really close. I'm giving them, I'm giving them the spread, but I'm, you know, barely. But you don't like it. No. Uh, Fair. Uh, I have a little more confidence in Kenny Heisman. I'm going 38-7 pit. 38-7. Damn. That's that's confidence. No, I feel like Pitt is like the type of school that like they, do really, really well, and then they have just this stupid fucking loss at the end of the season that ruins everything for them. And I'm not saying that they're they're not already like secure at eight and two, but I'm just saying like I, I just think I don't want them to to lose this game. Like they really got to win, and they got to put it all out in the line for this win. Okay. And it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid against an unranked team, but. If you want credibility and you want to have like you know recruits look at you for a possible to possibly attend, and I know they're not like recruiting five stars all the time like Alabama, but if you want to get a couple of really great four star recruits, you gotta win decisively in these games. Yeah, it, plus also I think Pitt already got their stupid losses out of the way. They lost to a Michigan school in the U. That is true. I think those are their dumb losses for the season. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. 
No, that that's fair, but I just I'm just telling Pitt now, do not lose this game. Fair. Uh, next up, number three, Oregon at number twenty-four, Utah. Oregon is nine and one, four and six against the spread. Utah is seven and three, four and six also against the spread. It's at Rice Eccles Stadium. Kickoffs at seven thirty. Utah's minus three with an over under of fifty-nine. I'm gonna go Oregon thirty-five. Uh, Utah. Let's put Utah like a nice 21. Is Utah really favored in this? Yeah. Really? Yeah, you know, you barely beat Arizona, and you're going to get some respect. Yeah. I'm also joking. Utah beat Arizona by nine. Yeah, no, I I realize that. I'm just saying, like, that that seems wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, where did you get these odds? Odd Shark. Oh. Odd Shark, what are you doing? I'm not, I just I, get the consensus. I guess. I guess. I mean. Uh, let's see if the right. line's moved real quick. No, Utah is still minus three with 60% of people taking Oregon. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go uh, Oregon. Oregon wins uh, 38-31. Okay, I'm also looking some other places. Uh, Sportsbook or Sportsbook Wire from USA Today has Utah minus two and a half. Uh, Same thing with CBA or FanDuel. So two and a half, three. So they're all taking Utah then. Yes. So we're the outliers in picking Oregon. Uh, no, regular people are, and Vegas thinks Utah will win. Uh, or they just want to lose money, I guess. I don't know. I don't get the line half the time. I think it makes no sense. <laughs> but our final game, our Conference USA Memorial pick, uh, SMU at number five, Cincinnati. SMU is eight and two, six and four against the spread. Cincinnati is ten and zero, but only five and five against the spread. It's at Nippert Stadium at three thirty. Uh, Cincinnati's minus eleven and a half. Over under is sixty five. Hidden, what what are you thinking? Uh, give me Cincy, uh, but SMU covers, and the over. I'm going uh, for. Uh, 45-38. I've been picking a lot of 38s. I'm hoping one of them hits. That is true. Uh, I'm Actually, you only picked one of the 38 today. Oh, I thought I picked two. Maybe it's just in my head. Besides that, but you are liking eights. Ah, that's what it is. You have Michigan, Michigan State, or Ohio State, rather, scoring 28. You have Alabama scoring 48. You have UVA, UVA scoring eighteen, and then you have Oregon scoring thirty-eight. And since or okay, SMU so it's eight. I like it's it's so eights. you're you're just into the crazy eights. Uh, yeah, I have go. I agree with you on SMU covering. I think it's also going to be a relatively high scoring game because Tanner Mordecai is still electric, even though his team's lost two games. So I have it forty-one thirty-six Cincinnati. Solid and then pick. last week's games, 
we got Baylor, Oklahoma wrong. Uh, I got Purdue, Ohio State wrong. You got the over right. Wait, no, did you pick the over? No, we just both got that wrong. Sorry. Okay. Baylor did cover, so you you got that right, I guess, in your score prediction. Uh, Kieran, you were right on Wake Forest covering. Uh, but we did both pick the under for that. We got Ole Miss outright in the cover, but missing the over-under. And I was right on Maine at UMass. Uh, Maine covering, and the under did hit. So, I'm smart. When it comes to UMass football, I know what I'm talking about. I'm straight. So, I know we talked a lot about coaching changes earlier, but that was more about extensions, hires, movement. We've had more coaches fired this week. Uh, Starting off with probably the program no one really gives a shit about. Butch Davis is out at FIU. Says the administration is sabotaging the program. With examples of things such as they use old uniforms and equipment from other teams and they're unable unable to travel at times for recruiting. FIU is also a shit show. They posted a non-vacant job online earlier this year. And Butch is like, this year has been a nightmare. They're sabotaging the program. Yeah, it's fucking FIU. They don't give a shit. <laughs> like, do you have any other thoughts on this, Kieran? No, not really. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard to do... It's hard to get a winning program when you can't go out and recruit guys. And I understand the pandemic was hard on everybody, and I understand the financial impl- implications that that comes because of it. But like, if you're actively posting job openings for the head coach position, it's not a good look on anybody. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. it's actively saying, hey. This guy is leaving at the end of the season, regardless. Or yeah, we want to fire him anyway. Yeah, I would. Res- yeah. I would have resigned then. I would have resigned on the spot. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't blame Butch Davis if he had done that. Although the only issue I would have had with doing that and why I probably wouldn't have done it is then you don't get the buyout. That's true. That's like true. he got two point seven million dollars for. Oh wait, that was uh from UNC from North Carolina. What was his buyout at FIU? Did he have a buyout? I don't know. It does not say their buyout yet. But, yeah, so Butch Davis is out. FIU sabotage Bergen. And some more firings. Uh, Justin Fuente was fired by Virginia Tech. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. 
go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. He uh, was 43 and 31, I believe, overall there. Last year, their 27 straight bowl appearances came to an end. Probably going to come, probably not going to make a bowl this year. So they fired Fuente. Virginia Tech's been kind of an irrelevant program since Mike Vick left. So they have some good years, but they're nothing really great ever. So, Kieran, any thoughts on Justin Fuente? Not really. It's just it's it's one of those things that it's just like Virginia Tech is just going. All right, this isn't working out. Have fun. I mean, it's there's nothing really like bad about it. There's nothing. The only beneficial thing is that hopefully the next coach will be have a little bit more success. But I mean, it's not like a, a hot topic, I guess. <laughs> That's true. They should bring Mike Vick on to be their head coach. Oh, true, yeah. And have them getting more trouble with dogfighting. I mean, not the dogfighting part, but bringing in former great players worked out for Jackson State in primetime. So. That's true. That is true. So maybe Mike Vick will give a little bit of fluctuate or a little bit of kick to that program. Maybe they'll win again. <laughs> and our, our final firing – uh, after suppressing submit on his audition tape for the remake of The Slap on CBS, Jimmy Lake has been fired by Washington. Uh, he was suspended earlier in the year, like two weeks ago, for hitting a player. And then the university said, hitting a player we could live with. Losing by five to Arizona State at home, we cannot. So Jimmy <laughs> Lake is now out at Washington. I, that's oh, that's so, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like I get, I get losing or whatever by five, but like it's you weren't, you didn't have an exceptional season anyway. So like, just keep him around. Let it be a little bit more. You know, keep the consistency. And if you want to get rid of him, you know, at the beginning or you know, at the end of the season, go ahead. But like, don't fire him now. I think it, it was stupid. I think he could have gotten away with one of those things. If he was winning and hit a kid, they would have been like, you're suspended a game, but you're still winning, so we don't care. And then uh, and then losing by, if he didn't hit a kid, but lost by five to Arizona State, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. Like, you're not making us look bad. You're just not winning games right now. I, like, I, I look, I, I understand Arizona State isn't, you know, like fucking Alabama or something, but Washington wasn't the best team either. And I don't get why you'd fire him after that. Like that would be, I feel like that's a stupid reason to fire him. I mean, I I was reading an article about it and it said, uh, it it said um, that the incident with uh, linebacker Rook, Oh shoot! I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ruparaki Favoya. Favoya. I hope I'm. I hope I'm pronouncing that even remotely close. The linebacker that he slapped or punched or shoved or whatever uh, is not the only inappropriate running with one of his players. Apparently, when he was at uh, what was it, Arizona? Yeah, when he's at the University of Arizona, he quote unquote threw a kid against a locker. Uh, but nobody said anything about it. So it's one of those things like, 
did nobody just confront him about it or does nobody actually have any evidence is it one of those things that like oh we're bringing up people's tweets from the past you know it feels like that sort of situation and that's why they fired him and i'm just like that that seems stupid because there's no evidence or nobody said anything about it so and now he has to be paid you know 9.9 million to at the end of his contract yeah i mean if you have a coach decking guys might be worth to get rid of him. also i miss i messed up he was suspended for the arizona state game so but he just made a bad team in the second year, I guess, who's going to lose by five to Herm Edwards. But with all these openings, Kiernan, why don't we rank the college football, the power, not power five, the FBS job openings from this year? Still. That will be available this year. I'll... Top of the list. Can I just start at the top? UMass Amherst. Bring that program into the top. Bring him, beat Alabama, and we'll be done with it. Anybody, just go to UMass Amherst. <laughs> Do not go to UMass Amherst. <laughs> I hope my brother doesn't listen to this podcast. He'll probably have something to say to me. Uh, you. I, I feel like you have to make him listen to it now. I, I did tell him about it, but I whether he listened to it or not is... None of my business. True. I'm just typing out my list so I can rattle off quickly. Uh, Tana, do you want me to go first? Just rattle through mine? Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, best job opening is going to be LSU. They want to win. They've shown that they have. They will put money into the program to win. It's, it's a good place to be, even with all the scandals they have. If you can just avoid those, you'll be fine. And if you win, they'll love you forever. Just Okay, so just don't be as big of a dick as Ed Orgeron. Or uh, Les Miles. Or Les Miles, true. Although he was fired because he lost, and then all the terrible stuff came out. So don't get caught for being a dick. Uh, yes, there next you up, go. U- USC, I, it, it's a historic program. They do want to win at football. They just... Can't get it right. So I think USC would be another great place to go. Uh, Florida is third on my list. They're good. They're Dan Mullen just kind of sucks. They've had good teams in the past. They just have to play Georgia and Alabama every year. Still a good place to be. And if you can beat Alabama or Georgia, you will go to a national championship. That It does not matter. Anything else happens. Don't lose more than one game and have one of your wins be against either Alabama or Georgia. You're fine. Uh, fourth up, TCU. No real scandals around the program. Now, they have some minor history, nothing great, but when they hire a coach, they keep him around for a while if he's moderately successful. Gary Patterson was there for 20 years, so uh, a lot of job security in TCU if you don't suck. Uh, next up, Washington, Washington State. These are the last of the Power 5 teams I have, both Washington schools surrounded by scandal right now. Uh, one coach who's getting sued by a player and – it's anti-vaxxer. And then another one's hitting kids. So a little bit of scandal around there. Uh, Washington edges out Washington State because they have a little bit more recent history. And Chris Peterson was there for a little bit before he retired. So, And also they have a cultural playoff appearance. So, uh, thir- Not 32. Next up, I have Akron. I think it's probably the best of the power or group of five openings right now. 
strictly because the Mac is something that a lot of people pay attention to for some reason. It is entertaining, but it's no real issue with this program. They're not comically bad. They're not great. It's, they're just kind of there. Uh, second to last, I have UMass, actually. Because if you win one game at UMass, you're immediately better than your predecessor, and that is a great thing to be. For people to go, yeah, he's not great, but the last guy really sucks, so this is an improvement. And finally, the worst FBS opening that I have on my list right now is FIU with an administration that is sabotaging the program. That's just a terrible idea to go there. It's hard to argue with that list, Kevin. I I have to say, I probably would have put them in the exact same order. Uh, the The only thing I have to say is Dan Mullen is not fired as of the recording. Whether that happens tomorrow when you release it or not is, is something entirely different. But that's just a oh, little well, asterisk. This is, this is operating under this is operating the under the assumption that he will be fired by okay, the that, summer. He will be gone. Okay, that's very fair. By the end of the season. Yeah, that's fair, but that that no, asterisk. It, it is important that you made that distinction. I'm not. I do not have insider information. I'm not breaking that news <laughs> that he has been. That he will be fired. I'm just assuming he is going to be fired. And it's a fair assumption. I, I can't argue with you on that. I'm just saying for people listening, um, the. The Akron job, I don't know too much about offhand. I only know about the FIU and the sabotaging of the by the administration, whatever. And I get it that you know, COVID definitely didn't help their financial situation. But I mean, you gotta, you know, stick them up in a motel or something. Get them a economy class seat, like Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get recruits in. You can still do it cheaply. And, and have a successful program. I get it that it's a, it's a lot of money, and I get the traveling, and I get all that. But, I mean, come on, FIU. Do better. Yeah, and I mean, also, I'm curious what the limit of this travel is. Like, yeah, they, it, they didn't specify, really. No, can... They're in Miami. Can they not go, like... Cross the state to Jacksonville if there's a three-star who might want to go there? Is that too much travel for FIU coaches? Well, apparently. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's not even that expensive. What you do is you make them drive their own car. Don't reimburse them for the money. They can write off, like, it's. I think it's like 580.583 per gallon that you can write off, or per mile traveled. You can write that off in your taxes, 58. Three cents per mile, and then you don't have to reimburse them. Have them stay in like a Motel Six or something. Yeah. Or or just try to get them to pull a Harbaugh and just have them have a sleepover with the recruits. There you go. Perfect. Like what? Free recruiting trips to yeah. Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. I mean, you're from Florida. Like some of the best players come out of Florida. Not even in Florida. They're in Miami. 
Yeah, that's that, that's true. You don't need to travel far. Like if you're trying to travel to Washington, okay, yeah, I understand the you know travel restrictions and you know, the cost or whatever. But you're in Florida. You already have an enormous pool of talent. You're telling me you can't travel 30 minutes that way to go talk to a recruit? That's a lot of BS. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, at least UMass has the the almost oh, how do I want to phrase this the 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 like caveat of them being trapped in the Northeast where oh yeah it, there's not a big talent pool. There's you know if you win one game you're a god. You know that type of thing. like like you can just go. Like, legitimately, Kevin, I know you've been calling for a lot of people's jobs, but you could go to UMass and be successful. That's something true. to consider. Something to consider, Kevin, in your grand plans. You start off at UMass and you rise your way to the next Nick Saban. Just saying. Just saying. It's a good point. Let me just, uh, let me just fire off. Notes. <laughs> oh, I'm not putting out notes. <laughs> pulling out his email he's gonna talk to his buddies you know, all his contacts at at umass no i'm just tweeting at umass football oh outright yeah all right well short simple to the point at umass football hire me to be your next coach i can't wait for this to come across my screen there it is so retweeting uh, it Thank you for stopping by, Kevin. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share about UMass football? <laughs> uh, I, I am I am now more excited to watch UMass football in the coming years. Oh, I would Kevin. I would be an electric head coach. I would have so much fun with it, and it, it would be great. Whatever you do, just don't hit a kid. That's literally your only requirement. Well, you can still be bad. What's the point of being a coach if I can't hit my players? <laughs> That's why what Jimmy Lake said when they fired him. Like, what's the point? I can't hit a kid. I don't want to be here anyway. You can't fire me. I quit. Oh, good. But, no, I think it'd be a lot of fun to coach at you. Oh. It's like no expectations. Yeah. No expectations, a solid salary. You know, you'll be grand. I don't even need as much as a college football coach make. Just give me, no. you know. A hundred thousand a year, which is pretty yeah. cheap compared to other coaches. Oh yeah, like, give me a buyout of like a million dollars, which is not even a million, like two hundred thousand dollar buyout. I'm I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, plus, also, I think guys would want to play for a twenty five year old. Yeah, it's that energy in the locker room, Kevin. Yeah, oh, it'd be electric. <laughs> I if seriously, I'm not, not aware of a lie. If either you or someone like you was the head coach of UMass. I would go to every game. I I would go to every. I would be the the loudest, most like ecstatic fan in there. And I didn't even go there. Oh, I also think nationwide their popularity would skyrocket. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd be electric. I I need this job now. Yeah. I, All I, the I, other I, ones I was joking. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of joking about like the Michigan State, all that. Like, I was kind of, I did accept. I need the UMass job now. Yeah, it would be, it'd be mad fun. Step one: build a dome over Alumni Stadium because I hate the cold. But after that, I love it. 
that's the caveat. You go, you go to the uh, go to the board of directors of the athletic department and just go, look, I will do it for room and board, but put a fucking dome up there, please. I want healthcare too. Okay, room and board and healthcare. All you need to do is put a dome up there, and I will work for free. That would be electric. Plus, also then, if I started dating, like, a senior at the university, it wouldn't be as weird. I would still be weird. Not as weird as Ed Orgeron and Les Miles and Lane Kiffin doing it. Okay, yes, but, like, I don't know. I'm not saying I would plan to do it. I'm not saying I would plan on it, but, you know, Tinder radius, I'm not setting it that far. I'm not going (laughs) that far for a date. So, it... It, it thinks would happen. I would set my age range. Well, it's actually, I wouldn't set I keep it at like it is now. It's like 23 up, I think, 22 up. So, yeah. like, up to 60 so I, just to get all those milfs in. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm not above a sugar mama. <laughs> the head coach of, a, of UMass football has a sugar mama. <laughs> Well, I cared it. I would have to. They're only paying me in room and board and healthcare. And a dome. <laughs> oh yeah, and a dome. Oh my god. Do you think I have to give up the dome to get an unlimited meal plan so I can eat? Uh no. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Okay, cool. So yeah. So those are my requirements. Room and board, healthcare, a dome, and an unlimited meal plan. There you go. You'll be set. Perfect. How much would a dome cost? <laughs> a few million. Yeah, so more, exactly. more money than they have. I don't care about the cost to build a dome over Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, the cost to build a dome ranges from $25 to $30 per square foot. So let's just see how many square feet Alumni Stadium is. Uh, that information is not readily available. And then you have to multiply it by a third. Because you got to get over the actual stadium. True. So, so yeah, those are my demands for UMass. So uh, hire me to be your coach. It, it'll be worth it, I promise. Or just, like, give me one of those hunting boxes that they put in, like, trees and stuff with just a heater in the back, and then I'll be fine. (laughs) He's he's a very simple man, Kevin is. Look, just keep me warm. Put a house (laughs) roof over my head and give me food. That's all I can ask for. (laughs) All right, well, that's... We're going to end the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that was a... That got weird real fast. Um... This episode, just like the UMass football program when I become head coach, is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Get some great sunglasses that it, Eli Manning wore in an episode of Eli's Places, it looked like. So check that out. They dropped some new ones this week. They look fire. I need more pairs, even though I've already spent money on like five pairs. And that's it. Uh be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Quad Tailgate, Facebook Tailgate and the Quad. And I ask this every week. It's free. It takes two seconds. Please give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. I feel weird asking for that, but it really does help a lot, and that would be great. Uh, 
From I mean, the detour out of the game when I was hustling the crack. I'm Kevin, a couple of downs, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Going on a vocal booth in the studio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie Dottie. She like to party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she stopped. She said, Fody Water, will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, I'm paying me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.